Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Georgie, I'm going to ask you a hard question now. What is the little thing in life that gives you the most joy? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Tough one. Uh, I'd probably say buying bags and shoes and diamonds, but I'm not sure that's the right answer, is it? I think the right answer is probably my husband and my children. My husband and my children. Good answer. What about you? Um, I think it's cooking a meal for friends. Oh. I know. It's it's actually Kate Spade, New York, who made me think of it. Um, They have a brand that we love here at Sheerlux, and they're on a mission to spark little moments of joy in everyone's lives. From giving a gift to just telling someone how much you love them, they want to create a happiness chain reaction. Love that. Go, Kate Spade. So what was the most recent thing you've done to give joy to someone else? I like to keep the fashion desk well stocked with snacks. I'm I'm a chocolate enabler at the fashion desk. What about you? Oh, I mean, you are putting me on the spot. Do you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say the Sherlock's duvet day. We shut the company and gave everyone a day off. No broadcasting, no nothing, no social, no nothing. That sparked a lot of joy for me as well, you I know? I felt like it did. <laughs> good. I'm glad you said that. It felt pretty good. I mean, I got a duvet day myself, but I definitely felt like I got to spread a little joy amongst other people too. And actually, all joking aside, to be honest, Kate Spade's new collection itself really does spark joy for me and I would like to find someone who can't look at the collection and find some happiness from gorgeous gingham to pretty florals to raffia accessories it's really full of happy summery pieces for the season ahead and if there's ever a time that we need happiness and joy in our lives it's right now so true actually just looking at their new ones online makes me happy uh, to find out more head to katespade.co.uk to discover their new summer collection full of pieces that we promise will make you smile and bring you joy and keep listening for more inspo for creating those small moments of happiness in your life hello i'm georgie Corridge cole and welcome to today's in conversation with podcasts I'm joined today by my co-host on this podcast, Charlotte Collins, and also podcaster, Hello. presenter, Human. journalist, aura <laughs> legend, Angela <laughs> Scanlon. Angela, welcome. Today is Thank our, you. Today makes it a hat trick uh, with Kate Spade, and we are coming together to talk about joy. I mean, what Yay. do we got on that? <laughs> I love a bit of joy chat, I have to be honest. Sometimes I have to really dig deep for it, but it's, you know, it... Um, yeah, I, I love it. I feel like that's maybe the way we're supposed to be. I feel like the Irish Naturally. twang is quite joyful and upbeat. It is it? But we as a people are quite uh, miserable. Oh, are you? Oh my God, are you joking? Yeah, we're, no, I mean, it's masked by jokes and flippancy, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, yeah, I think there's sadness in our bones, but like, we have to work hard. <laughs> well, is. the Dub- the Dubliners in you that have made it across to, um, are you from Dublin? I'm from outside Dublin, me. Okay, yeah. I can't say I've been there. Um, yeah. 
stuff. But anyway, the, I mean, you've probably driven through it. I might have. I might have. I mean, I did Dublin in about two hours, I think. Dublin is gorgeous. I lived there for years. And it's like, by comparison to London, when I first came to London, we're, I'm married now seven years. And I was kind of over and back before that. And then we you know, took the plunge. And I just remember being so shocked when I would make a plan with somebody and I get in a an Uber 15 minutes before said plan was due to kick off. And then I would <laughs> sit in traffic for an hour and a half or I'd kind of think, what, how, what do you mean it's going to take 45 minutes? <laughs> I'm like that going out of London. I, I have this thing in my head, my husband and I, it's terrible that you can get anywhere that we want to go out mm. of London in an hour. So oh, yeah. you know, hence your um, argument that Cornwall's what, like 45 minutes away or something. Oh yeah, yeah I, I loved, I loved that. <laughs> but yeah, I used to, uh, we, we often do that when we're like due for lunch somewhere and we're always late to leave anyway. In fact, the, the main times when my husband and I row is when we're trying to get out the front door and in the car and he's like, yeah. you're so slow, you always tell me I'm so slow. I'm like, you're so slow, you've got no concept of time. It's so rude. But then we get in the car and we put it into the sat nav and it's like, you'll oh, arrive at your destination in one hour and 45 minutes. I'm like, we're supposed to be there in 20 minutes. I'm like, it's 12.15 we're due a quarter to one and we've got to get somewhere that's an hour and 45 minutes away this, this is this is now like really fucking embarrassing but anyway yeah um, and all of the joy has been sucked out of it before you even <laughs> arrive not joyful chat oh my god yeah you, it takes a it that does take quite a bit of backpedaling doesn't it to, it to thaw on the way to lunch i know and you get there and you're like yeah we're totally happily married it's all <laughs> the worst enjoyment everybody <laughs> yeah. my children like why do you fight so much in the car i'm like we really love each other we're not fighting we're just we're having a discussion and you know um, what I actually think that's really really healthy because there's so many people who maybe grew up with parents who never fought like or or so they thought and I believe that psychologically sorry this is not my personal belief but having read about it that like kids particularly around toddler age need to see conflict and resolution of conflict in order to feel properly secure um, and and to kind of really forge their own identity to to kind of know that you can have conflict you can have off days and you are still loved yeah. and lovable and there's still security in that in that union whereas if you've never seen a fight happen and even though parents often will think um that's protecting children then kids are like oh, my parents never fought then they get into a relationship they have a friend they have a friend who they have a fight with and they're like curtains love means yeah. you don't fight completely unrealistic notion to suggest that couples don't fight so you know unless you're hurtling plates at each other right <laughs> That'll end Charlotte, do you ever fight with your husband we, we're not big fights I mean god do you know what had you asked me this question 16 months ago or something I would have given you a very different answer we certainly weren't fighters I think that um <laughs> living living in very close quarters hasn't done us any favor well that's probably unfair to say it hasn't done us any favors I think there are there are positives and negatives aren't there yeah. um, yes but, but the short answer is we have certainly fought more over the last year than ever before but I also think I've lost I don't I think I probably lost my temper like really have seen red like maybe three or four times in my life pre-pandemic and I'd say it's happened every kind of three months in the last year or so like really seen red healthy um, okay. healthy Sean yeah, maybe yeah. Yeah. I only do it with my husband he's like shit I, I just get all the sh I also get all the like aggro and like you yeah. hold it against me and actually, and someone someone said to me the other day I can't remember what the context was that somebody had said to them that your partner your other half should get the best of you not the rest of you and that has and I, I said, well when I say it stuck with me, I can't remember who told me, obviously, but I'm like, fuck, I literally come home 
exhausted yeah. and angry and irritated every day and he just gets that and I'm I'm very conscious of that at the moment. No, he doesn't. I think that happens to a lot of couples and I know that certainly happened to me for a long time when I was absolutely prioritizing my work over everything else and so I would go to work I was this you know jolly I was always on time I was would do the job I would smile I would do, I'd get the tea I was like on from the time I arrived till the time I got home and then I'd arrive in the door and literally like slump on the couch and be annoyed by any attempt at conversation I was like hello I've literally (laughs) spent all day talking shit to people being happy Um, and then you know I was done and I think it's really really important to kind of and that's something I've learned like in the last couple of years is managing your energy and knowing who deserves it and who doesn't and sometimes we give it to virtual strangers to people mm-hmm. we meet in the coffee shop to colleagues and then we come home and the person that we love the most and you know oh I love it. giving it to virtual strangers I mean it's like my That's favorite fine, thing but once you have <laughs> enough once it's not scraps left for the rest of us um Angela for people that don't know you I mean where have they been but for those <laughs> that don't can you can you give us a little bit of background so you're from outside of Dublin you're from yeah. Ireland you moved here seven years ago no you got mm-hmm. married seven years ago yeah, and moved. I mean, I was dabbling before that. So I started in telly. Actually, somebody asked me recently, and I was like, I don't know, 10 years ago, I worked as a stylist originally and uh, and then started writing, fashion writing. Um, so I was always kind of pitching and always producing little bits on, uh, on yeah, I did, I did personal shopping and then through that started mm. doing little bits on telly, like contributory stuff, like on the equivalent of this morning where I would say, oh, today you should be wearing floral dresses and next week skinny jeans and a cute top whatever it was and from there kind of got asked to do a couple of those little bits on on telly and really loved the tv side of things the kind of ever-changing element of it like it felt to me quite scary very natural but like very exciting yeah and then and then I, I just started pitching like because like I said I had been producing even though I didn't really know that that's what I was doing I was just organizing things but um I later found out that it was producing and then I yeah was so used to pitching stories because I always worked freelance so whether it was pitching articles uh, to different magazines or pitching you know whatever it might have been yeah. I was really used to rejection so it didn't even strike me as an odd thing to do to just email the controller of a certain channel and be like hey yeah I've got this idea it was you know and then I would just never hear back and I wouldn't take that as you know a clue <laughs> to leave I would just go oh yeah I must be busy I'll go again you you're tick skinned aren't you I'm you are tick skinned <laughs> yeah and so I yeah I just kind of kept going I mean I was quite relentless in fairness at the time but I remember pitching you know some fashion programs it was kind of when there was a real dearth there still is to be fair but it was like online has kind of taken over from t- fashion telly but it was after Trini and Susanna and Gawk had had a few years rest and it was like where are we going with fashion now to be honest I felt like fashion on telly was obsolete anyway but I was kind of you know thinking oh well maybe we could do this that and the other and so we pitched some ideas and then and then I pitched a documentary called Oi Ginger uh, which was exploring gingerism as the last remaining acceptable prejudice. And so, and I sh- <laughs> <laughs> and I've got I- a very ginger brother, so I'm loving Oh, do you? That's I mean, good. he's just, he's so wonderful, but he's a real redhead. And I just, oh my I don't God, know. What are you saying? 
I'm not saying <laughs> anything. So funny. In, in fairness, I do think that was a lot of the experience of people that I spoke to in the doc was, oh my God, it was a bane in my life. I absolutely hated it. But it's now my crown and glory and people are very attached, <laughs> literally and otherwise, to their to their red hair as as part of their identity in a way that I think is quite unusual, you know, for yeah. hair colour. They liked oi They ginger. loved oi ginger. Oi ginger went well and I was like, lads, this is the life for me. And so <laughs> I started, yeah, pitching documentaries and well, I got a four-part series and then I got a six-part series that was picked up by the BBC at the same time and um, BBC Three. And it was me with like different celebrities spending time with them. Angela Scanlon's Close Encounters. Do you love what you do? I mean, you've, you also, I mean, you've you covered Alex Jones on the one show, right? Yeah. You know, it's obviously all kind of snowballing now. Do you feel like finally all your efforts are paying off and you're kind of I, off? I feel content, actually. And that's a word that I wouldn't necessarily have imagined myself feeling very much of. <laughs> In the last number of years, I kind of had this like slightly relentless uh drive you know and I did like by many people's standards things had kind of happened quite quickly and I did as you say I was doing films on the one show and then I sat in for Alex I got Robot Wars just before that which was this you know it was niche but it was like an iconic reimagining of of an old show and myself and Dara O'Brien did that and that was like you know a big break for me and then after that then Your Homemade Perfect came along and that probably three three and a half years ago now, three years maybe since it's been on air, if even. Yeah, and that has just kind of taken off in a way that I don't think anyone of us really imagined. I mean, we knew it was a great show, but yeah, it's it's just really landed. And maybe during lockdown with people sitting at home, for anyone who doesn't know the show, it uses it's on BBC Two and it uses virtual reality to basically imagine we've got a couple of architects. Um, we've got six actually in the new series. And they create two homes for our homeowners and then they... Um, yeah, get to choose. So they literally stand in their new house and look around and have a movie. It's amazing. It's like it's like modern what... changing rooms. Yes. Did you watch that when you were growing up? I mean, that <laughs> makes me really nostalgic. Can I say, if you, if you are looking for some joy, then go on. Changing Tracy room Beaker. classics moments on YouTube. Really? Okay. There, I mean, there are some absolute gems in there. There's one which Georgie was like quite a big thing in the office a while ago. We all got really into it, where this woman had like a like a kind of lifelong collection of china and it was like passed down through her entire family and one of the decorators thought that they would put it on like a swinging shelf and like oh my god and it is it's mortifying like absolutely mortifying. but it's it's a good laugh it is really so sorry laugh. okay but it doesn't smash oh no it smashes like every oh single laugh smashes. oh yeah. my oh, god really worth watch. it's but okay. it's so funny what they create on changing rooms like it's well worth going oh my god oh, I, I'm, remember, I'm, I remember I'm like Lawrence Noel and Bowen coming in and and someone had quite a neutral basically they looked like they'd kind of bought the Cotswold company room set or something like it was beige. bland yeah beige yeah. and then Lawrence Noel and Bowen comes in and like makes it red and leopard print or something and they were <laughs> But like also know your audience. It's like I a do porn think star. it's really important. It's like actually, Lawrence, I get it. You know, you're flamboyant. But like, you know, these poor fuckers have to live in it. They don't care. They, they just don't care. They just it's the rooms are so strange. It's amazing. Oh my god, that's a right. I think well, I, I think on your homemade is... perfect. We do care. We do care. Right. And oh. people they're paying for it themselves. So you're like, actually, oh you know, the architect. Yes. Can we talk about the last year and how you've remained joyful and upbeat in the last year? Maybe now that we're starting to creep out of it, I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I, I really enjoyed my 
solitude. Like I would probably present as an extrovert. And I think most people would imagine that I am that way. And sometimes I am. But I'm also, I really, really like my solitude. And like I mentioned energy earlier on, I didn't really realize, but I literally go into a place and I like feed off everyone's energy, but I also give an awful lot out. And then when I come back, I'm like a shell. Suddenly I kind of realized that, oh my God, I don't know. I, it was so comforting to me to be mm. at home, to have a routine. I've never had a routine in my life. I've always traveled quite a lot. My week looks different. Every day looks different. There was never, you know, to the point where I've never committed. And this is maybe a different issue, but never committed to an exercise class because I'm like, eh, what's the point? Uh, I'll be somewhere else next Tuesday and I won't be able to make it. So I kind of really resisted routine. And then suddenly it was thrust upon me I definitely have some really fond memories. I mean, I had some real highs and real lows. Yeah, um, yeah, But equally, I was so aware that despite the shit that a lot of people had to deal with, for whatever yeah. reason that would be, um, actually that we were we were going to look back back on it with real nostalgia. And already I do. Like I, I sort yeah. of, I say sort of local people, wow, God, do you remember how easy, you know, we were just allowed to go to the park and meet someone and you just like, meet someone really local and it was all so easy you didn't have to plan and now like yeah. our diaries around and it's life's manic and I'm like mm-hmm. oh my god take me back yeah and we've kind of like jumped straight back into that which I thought we would do actually yeah and now suddenly you're you know trying to make up for lost time and seeing everybody and and wondering why you're exhausted and I do think you know I'm a bit nerdy on the whole nervous system and I think lockdown allowed and sorry I'm saying this like it it was a blissful period I have a three-year-old she was two at the time my husband was able to work from home. I was able to do my podcast from home. From a TV perspective, obviously everything stopped, but I was able to work and I was able to write and I was able to do some stuff. And I didn't have to homeschool three children, you know, while keeping a nine to five job on the road. So I do, like some of my friends had the most stressful, stressful Mm. uh, lockdown ever with just everything like pressure cooker. But I think all of, of my friends and certainly I did like found you know joy to stay on the theme but found those kind of moments of joy in very small things and it became kind of you know the things you'd roll your eyes at your parents saying what's about the little things and it's a nice (laughs) you know those kind of things that often sound quite trite became very meaningful I think and you know Mm. I just remember having lunch with my husband and my daughter and thinking we've never done this bar when we're on holidays I know it is really grounding isn't it it makes you realize as well that so cheesy I mean it's so cheesy but all your children actually want is you and your attention and you kind of it made us think that you know you get to the school holidays and it's like right where are we going to go and that and actually you realize that you can just take a week off and do stuff with them and that makes them really really happy and yeah it makes me really really happy if someone else makes my bed and yeah I can go to a spa and all that stuff actually as far as my family goes it's just about being present I think it must be a mother thing I think this has to be a mother thing because I couldn't feel more differently I have to say I feel like yeah like I'm not I'm obvious I'm the same like I'm super lucky that like you know there are many people in a lot worse circumstances than me during lockdown but all the things that bring me joy are things that exist outside of 
government enforced lockdowns. And although that doesn't mean I was miserable throughout every lockdown, but I think I found joy in things because I had to, but they're not things that naturally bring me joy. Like socializing brings me joy and going on holiday brings me joy. And, you know, those things might be a bit more superficial, but like I I actually need them. Like I really do. Oh, oh, Charlotte, Charlotte. I mean, Manolo Blahniks bring me joy. We know that. (laughs) But no, I totally agree. And I am a magpie and I'm fully admit I'm quite materialistic, but I'm happy. I, you know, I work and... Yeah, it's about the inter- it's about the human interaction for me, and I yeah I am much more joyful now. My schedule is <laughs> full. I have to say. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And I also think it was that it's the freedom thing, isn't it? That even if you weren't, you know, socializing every day, you had the option of that. Even if you weren't going on holidays, you had the option of that. You know, my Mm. family were all in Ireland. and There was this instant where, you know, I had come back from from filming in Ireland and it was all this excitement around a Saturday night chat show. Like it was we were high on life. And then I came back and was like, do I think we're taking a week break or maybe a couple of weeks? Like they seem to be quite dramatic about it over there and things. It hadn't hit the same way over here. Yeah. And then suddenly we're in lockdown. And so there was a sense that we kind of thought, should we both? like back to Ireland you know that was a, a, like the instinctive thing to do and then we didn't and so the kind of but we have always been over and back so again it, I think it was that fact that that choice was taken out of your hands mm. so even though we uh, you know there are some times where you might not go back to Ireland for three months but I couldn't but yeah I think again it kind of forced us to look in a bit and go okay well all of that other stuff that actually does bring me joy and you know like joy on the one hand but can be quite a distraction as well on the other hand yeah yeah you really had to like sit with yourself and I think I'm really grateful that I had started doing that maybe in the run-up to lockdown you know probably for a year maybe a little more before lockdown I think if I had been confronted with lockdown at the pace that I had been going at a couple of years ago I would have really struggled what would you if, if we knew we were going into another lockdown now what would you do yeah pasta and bog roll <laughs> <laughs> I still got I have still got I was getting a light bulb from our cellar um, yesterday and I found this horse food bag size of rice it's the only way I can describe it you know sort of feeding horses when young and there's like pellets there's so much rice in our cellar if anyone's short in southwest London uh, you know where to come um, what would I get lockdown an, uh, an umbrella maybe for the garden that's a bit wishful thinking I a heater a patio heater a patio heater that's a good shape like there are great people environment really good I've seen lots of people bolt like just get up and go, you know what? We could be working from home in Bali right now. 
Oh, I see. Or, I mean, actually going. Right, right, right. Actually going and mm. like setting up shop somewhere else because why the hell not? So, which I, I listened to this podcast recently with the guy who sold Coinbase. We're not even going to go there. But he talked about how he believes the new way of working. So for people who are unattached, completely free of any sort of um, commitments, whether that's mortgage or family or whatever, that he thinks uh, this kind of new approach to working and to wealth and to life and balance within life for the next generation is to basically go to to w- the, the country with the lowest cost of living that you can you can bear to be in and have a job like so let's say you're working for sheer looks but you're living in Guatemala so you know your cost of living over there is pretty low but you're on a London wage essentially so that you would then work for three months take three months off work for three months take three months off which obviously is a very privileged position to be in but I was like wow if I was 18 just just if there's any Sherlock's um millennials listening that doesn't work for us okay <laughs> three months on three months off it's a no go from Guatemala it's a no, it's a no. I, I had that um so a lot of um obviously in New York like it's taken quite a long time for a lot of big businesses to go back to the mm-hmm. office and a load of them have basically turned around and said if you would like to be paid a New York salary then you are coming to work in New York otherwise I had this if you want no to way wow oh so they're going no no yeah, no you're not sitting in Portland on yeah. New York They're saying if you, your your wages are you know determined also by the cost of living where you're based. So well, there's I, a London living wage, isn't there, exactly. for a reason? Exactly. Oh wow. So we shut that one down, Angela. I don't know how uh, I feel about that though. It's not your job to decide how much I get paid. Well, it is, I suppose. Well, it, well, it kind of is. It kind of. Is. Anyway, anyway, you just live in your own little bubble. Uh, <laughs> that'd be nice. Yeah. Charlotte, what would you do if you knew there was another lockdown around the corner? Oh God, I would have loved to have done what what um what Angela Bali. Just, yeah, just got the hell out of here. But um no, you know my husband's in um in banking and he's like for tax implications ha- has to work in the UK, so that shot that one down. Nothing additional. I'd probably just cry and have a stiff drink. I don't know a Peloton. Yeah, <laughs> before the rest of the country bags them uh, yeah, exactly. uh, let's talk about foods what makes you really happy oh. not diet coke angela no. what makes you really happy pasta we've yeah. covered pasta yeah i was thinking pasta i went to trullo recently. pasta does make people happy doesn't it sorry oh. it just it just does it's joyous and actually it's interesting i listened to cheryl fernande Bristini. We're talking about kind of relaxing on her uh, on her body and and basically her expectations around her body and her sister-in-law saying she was after putting on the COVID kilo and she was like, fuck it, like just buy a bigger pair of jeans. I really like that. And I actually think, I don't know whether it's since I've had my daughter, I was very, I used to Irish dance at a like pretty high level competitively and then professionally. And um, I, I love you for that. Can I just say, I really, really asked, love Irish why dancing. Why that I Irish dance? <laughs> oh yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, so I was really, and I didn't really realise I, w- I was, but I was very, very rigid very rigid it's just my approach I think to my body in general Mm. I was very like if it's not nourishing it's not like there was no joy did not come into it it was like functional yeah and if it wasn't clean it wasn't going down the hatch or there would be you know emotions a lot of guilt attached to that and so and and also I, I remember like after I stopped dancing my approach to exercise was either do absolutely nothing 
or you're doing uh, like triathlon. It was very, very punishing. And I quite like this. Yeah, again, I kind of half put it down to motherhood and like actually birthing a baby. I'm like, lads, mm. I have been relentlessly punishing this vessel of mine for years and look what it's capable of and look mm. like how much it does. And I kind of, yeah, I definitely have, have relaxed and I'm I like thoroughly enjoy food I've always loved food but I've you know there have been kind of conditions yeah I do I think the whole like so you're giving yourself a great you're food. letting yourself enjoy yeah, it yeah and just like you know what Cheryl said was you know <laughs> if you have a, a bowl of pasta carbonara then you know great good for you eat the friggin pasta and yeah. I just think yeah life's too short like there was a long period where I did not eat pasta and I know my favorite restaurant is Trullo, um, which is Ooh, a that? from us. Oh, it's okay. divine. It's in Islington and um, it's an Italian restaurant and it is just divine. And they've got a little deli attached so you can bring it home. So what's your pasta dish of choice? I mean, I'm not fussy, really. I'm kind of veggie. So like their, their um, specialty, I would say, is like parpadelle with beef ragu. That yes. is good. So that that's is really their good. one. But they do another one that's like buttered sage. My local favourite is um, Osteria Basilico in Notting Hill. That is like the one super rustic, super chill and the best pasta. I've had pasta two out of the last three nights. Well done. What's your signature pasta dish if you're cooking? Well, do you know what? I've totally ripped this off my best friend. I made her text me the recipe again last night. But it's basically onion, garlic, a whole thing of anchovies, tomato, tin of tomato, reduce it for like... 15 minutes, black olives, squeeze a lemon juice and some breadcrumbs. It's Oh, you could put a few capers in there. Just sharing some of my cooking tips. Chef Coleridge Cole. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm actually quite vain. I don't eat that much pasta. I'm not going to lie. But I do. But I do. And if I get it, if I know I'm going to eat pasta, I'll go for an extra, extra big workout and I'll probably have a bit more veg than pasta. But I do like, I do like a bit of pasta. My favourite pasta dish is from a restaurant called Medler. They have a Michelin style, or they used to, and it's on the King's Road, and they do a crab ravioli yeah. with samphire as a starter, and it is... That sounds gorge. And it's me, because I don't eat huge pasta dishes. You get about four pieces of ravioli as your starter. It's not a main course, and it yeah. is just epic, oh, epic. I love so And good. also, it's like a little present, isn't it, ravioli? Yes. It's going to burst open and all the goodies are going to spill out. It's like you don't, even though you've ordered it, you're never really quite sure what's going to (laughs) pop out of it. Do you know what makes me very joyful on a similar note is an Itsu gyoza. Do you you have those in your freezer? Oh no, I don't have the freezer version. Yeah, buy the market. They're the best. Because I did recently have them actually at a work thing and I was like, Jesus, these are good. Mm. So good. They make me... They make me really joyful. I had them. Yeah. Had the prawn ones stuff last night. They were excellent. Can we talk about sparking joy for other people? Little things. This campaign with Kate Spade that we've been working on is really about sparking joy for others. Yeah. Are there are there signature Angela things that you do um, to make your friends happy? Or I actually okay. Do you have a little thing that's an Angela thing? <laughs> Well, okay, I do. So my podcast is called Thanks a Million and it's it's all around gratitude. And I've kind of been practicing. I say that with like a slight wince because I'm a bit of a faddist. And so I would be on and off the train depending on my mood. And then my mood would like creep in again. And I think, oh, fuck, 
I have to go back to that again. And so um, gratitude, like the reason that I started Thanks a Million was so that it would become this kind of, you know, I had to practice what I preached. And it was the thing that always kind of shifted my perspective and my mood and, and my life, actually, without sounding too grand. Um, and so I find myself regularly so okay I think sometimes you can do the whole gratitude list you can go oh I'm really grateful for my husband and say it's silently in my head or oh I really really enjoyed that meal or whatever now I find myself like yesterday two of my best pals I sent them a, a message I, I was listening to a podcast um around it was like all, all the podcasts in <laughs> psychology I really need to get a new job but I <laughs> I'm it, feeling a career change coming on can you not do it until you've been on Strictly please okay because I like to know people on Strictly yeah, and I, okay. I'm sensing that it's in the waters it's got to be Angela we are way in Georgie now now we're mates with Angela and front gonna... row front row lads you're ready she's ready for you Strictly okay shall I it's Strictly <laughs> we, just, we just have a skill of bringing Strictly into literally any <laughs> So anyway, it was about that in over the course of your life, that in the ideal scenario, you would have the, the number they used was like four or five, which also correlates with these blue zone areas around the world where they have the highest um, age population, like most amount of sanitarians. And yeah, exactly. And so they talk about those kind of like really not strong friendships but really open friendships where you can be absolutely yourself and absolutely vulnerable where you don't have to have the mask up which we as humans generally do to present to other humans for acceptance and so they said if you have um you know a couple of those friends uh, where you can 100% be yourself and be held by them no matter what happens then your life will be infinitely better and your like head will be a lot healthier that's, yeah and that's that you're hard just, work it is hard work and actually they talk about that that so you know so they those don't necessarily last forever that those people change over the course of a lifetime sometimes and I messaged I like love a voice memo and I messaged two of my Me friends too. which again this would be like usually over wine oh, I love you guys and I thought I just wanted to let you know that um I was just listening to this, this podcast and so anyway I, I tend to leave little voice memos to tell people like in the cold light of day, soberly on a Tuesday evening that I adore them and that I absolutely love them and that they make my life like fuller and richer. Because I think so often we like wait until someone dies or they're sick or they're gone or the, you know, relationship is gone. And then you kind of go, oh, fuck, I love that you do that. I love that. I love a voice memo. And friends of mine tend to go, oh my God. So I think think it was Lou that got me on, one of our team, our style director. I think she got me onto voice notes. And now I always leave and people go, oh my God, this is the first voice note I've ever sent back because I'm juggling so many balls as we all are as working moms. But but mine tend to be like a play date or shit, can you pick up my child? I've forgotten that it's an early pick up today (laughs) or something like that. They don't tend to be, oh my God, babe, I fucking love you and I should tell you more often and you're a legend. (laughs) That's what I need to do. I love that. I think that's heaven. I've got a friend pep talks kind yeah, of I yeah I love that I've got a friend who's just she just will send you a card literally and say you're such an amazing friend and thank you for always being there and I'm like oh, oh. you're so good why did it's I gorgeous. do this that is gorgeous and I remember posting ages ago I had seen the like quote love out loud and I was like again this it sounds super cheesy but I I lost a friend 
um, a few years ago and uh, it was somebody that I went to college with and we were always very close um, and then you know we lived in different countries and we you know time had passed but when we would see each other it was just this like gorgeous kind of like I feel like I knew him in another lifetime and it was just almost like a brotherly kind of presence I suppose and so it was like during a period where I was busy 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 and I'm so busy and that was like just this gorgeous word that I wore as a badge you know to the detriment of a lot of things anyway I was mm. due to see him and I didn't whatever date you know we had made to have a drink I had then thought oh you know I've enough to do and I'm trying to see everybody and I can't do everything and I kind of made an excuse which like is valid on the one hand um and then a few days later I got a message to say that he had passed away and it is one of the it's mm-hmm. it's a really big lesson I suppose to kind of you know like I feel like he does know because I I believe that like there's more at play so I feel like he does know but I just would have loved to be able to oh Angela that makes me really sad god you must like beat yourself up over that like god I can so see that like that god if only if only if only if only yes I'm sure he knew that you loved him I'm sure and I'm sure so many people have have similar situations and it's not about a blame but I do think it's sometimes a kind of you know slight wake-up call to prioritize you know um things in your life so um yeah yeah and remember who the good people are in your life and the good influences and yeah I saw an old friend yeah I saw an old friend the other day and we literally sat there for three hours and we, we literally had one glass of wine and just you know where not like three bottles but we literally sat there yeah. for three hours and just chatting and chatting and I went I went to the park not that long ago after one of the lockdowns with two old friends and our children and we just sat there and chatted and chatted and chatted and I was like whoa this just I got home my husband and I was like I just had the happiest time what's your like signature Charlotte thing that you do for others I mean you're making me feel really guilty about the friends <laughs> I just cancelled dinner tonight <laughs> oh, no quick Sorry. it's not too late it's only two o'clock you can I really date your dinner be bothered. Um, that's that like, what's my signature thing god I don't know I, I liked I just really try to be that person who remembers everything so whether it's that someone's got a job interview or oh, you know, I love you you know they mum had a cold whatever it is I always just try to make a mental note to check back in on that thing there's nothing worse than that feeling of having kind of told somebody something and then thinking oh they never really they never checked or it's not even that you remember it that way around but you really do notice when people do check in and yeah think, oh god that was so thoughtful so yeah that yeah. is that's what I try to do just always be the person who remembers I think that's a gorgeous one actually because you know what yes it feels like a practical thing oh how'd your mum get on but I think on an on a deeper level somebody's like oh my god Charlotte has held me and my mum in her mind while she's been busy doing this that and the other and I've been busy doing that and I don't remember this that and the other and it's I think it's really moving for a lot of people when they feel like they've been like they're thought about. what about you Georgie what do you do I would love to be that person who remembers little things but I I'm not very good at that and my only excuse you, is you the same as everyone else. I like to think that, like, when the shit hits the fan, I will be there. Like, I would, if someone really needed me, like, I would drop everything. And I, I'm not going to say I'm the best at going, shit, you had that, you know, your third wedding anniversary. And I'm like, I've got a friend who always remembers these things. And I'm like, shit, I don't. But I like to think that if the shit hit the fan, I would... 3am really call me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would. And I, like, yeah. I want to go out of my way to... I want to go out of my way to help people and be kind. I'm not saying I like 
do it unprompted, but when I feel like they need it, I feel like I'm there. God, I'm like yeah. digging myself out of a yeah. No, I no totally. I don't mind. Anyway, yeah, I do care, but I might might forget to share it sometimes. I'm going to leave more like random voice notes. I think. I think um, it's just when it bubbles up in you, like let it out. Because it yeah. is such a gorgeous way and it's such a lovely surprise to receive it on the other end, whether that's, you know, a reminder or, or a job interviewer. Um, yeah. yeah, I think just like, because you feel it and then it, and then the time passes and you're like, oh, fuck, I should have done that. I would like to think that we're probably all quite similar in that. I feel like I feel like I can bring some joy to a room and a, be an upbeat person. Like I'm a yeah. positive person and I take something down, don't get me wrong, but I like to feel like I'm an upbeat person who who's you know brings joy and energy to a room as opposed yeah. to the other round do you know what I mean I think that's you know what, and I think that is so important and and I think you only notice the absence of that when that person who's usually dancing and bringing everybody up is like not on form and then you think oh my god but the thing that you take for granted has such value sometimes that you know it looks easy for you so therefore, people may not notice it. But I think there's massive value in leaving a room better than you went in. Oh, that's a nice way to put it. Angela, I love that. The Thank idea that you, 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 leave, you leave a room in, in a better place than you yeah. went in. And um, I can I feel that. I can feel that. It's going to oh. feel, my life's going to feel yeah. very empty when we finish this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have to say a shout out for, thanks a million. Before we finish, I have to just mention Nadine Coyle because I used, oh. to, I used to be such a Girls Loud fan. Sound of the Underground you? was like my top track. Sound of the Underground. Charlotte, are you nodding? Are you drinking? Yeah, this one. Yeah. Okay. The beat of the drum goes around and around. Oh my God, Pop Stars oh, is just Robert. so good. She was on my podcast. <laughs> I was listening. I was doing my homework and I was listening to I Angela. I, I listened, I listened to um, Nicola Cook. I never know who's Oh, Coughlin, yeah. Um, do you know what? Listen to the Marion Keys episode. I listened. Oh, she's divine. She is divine. Anyway, on that note, that really is it. Angela, thank you for joining us. What a joyful hour it's been. It was joyous. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, uh, that's it for today. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you so much, guys. If you enjoyed that, then do please tell your friends, rate, review, subscribe, and we will be back soon. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.